Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Scott Royal-Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Royal Legal Solutions, which is a company that helps their clients with tax, uh, business, and legal strategies. Scott, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks. I am really excited to have you on the show with your background in regards to uh, the law world, the taxation, the business, as well as being a real estate investor. But before diving into all of that, I just gave a small introduction of who you are and what you do. Do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our viewers and listeners? Sure. Um, So I'm an attorney and I bought my first business and piece of real estate when I was in law school. And it was a transmission and auto repair shop that I bought for $10,000 in the back taxes and then flipped it after graduating to pay off all of my law school debts. I then worked in suing major insurance companies because it turns out insurance companies are great at uh, collecting premiums and even better at denying coverage, especially when things get expensive. Um, And the whole time I still continued to invest in real estate until I was making more money investing in real estate uh, than I was actually practicing as an attorney. So I did that full time until I ran into a problem that many people have, which is I've started to accumulate assets. I'm starting to build my net worth. But what the heck do I do to hold my assets and my companies anonymously? How do I make sure this is going to pass to my family in the right way? How can I minimize my taxes and maximize my cash flow and my net worth creation? And then what are all the types of insurance that I need to provide me better protection? So I took a full year off to just study those questions and interview um, the top professionals um, that I could find that were in my network. Um, And this is where I eventually developed a turnkey system of how to bring it all together, um, including from the income side all the way through the tax and investing side and all of the legal work that has to happen in between. And that's the foundations of my company now, which is Royal Legal Solutions. We have about 2,000 clients in all 50 states. A lot of them are real estate investors. We have four attorneys on staff um, and a big team and been doing this for about nine years. Okay, Scott, there's so much to unpack there. We're going to have a lot of fun because a lot of the questions you ask are top questions that top tier investors and entrepreneurs always ask themselves. What's the proper move? How to do it? How to be protected? Do I put an LLC in an incorporation? How does it go to my family? Everything you mentioned. But before doing that, I want to take it back to you going into law school and having the foresight to buying a prop or not a property, but a business, then to be able to flip it. Talk to me a bit about Scott with that mindset. Why did you do that? Because I'm sure there wasn't a lot of your peers that were doing moves like that when they were in law school. Maybe they had more the ideology. I don't know if you were in law school when suits were on. I don't know if they had that ideology and so on and so forth. So talk to me a bit about Scott with the ideology when he was in law school doing that important move. Yeah, so I think what led me to law school was actually like a desire to have some type of credibility. 
Mm. right? I think that for a lot of people that are seeking professional degrees, it's not really about the profession. It's about how they think other people will treat them once they get once they get that and what that life would mean. It came very apparent to me um, after my first year of law school that actually nobody will treat me any differently because I have this degree. So what the heck am I really doing here? What is my purpose at this place? And how am I going to get to the kind of um, the state of being and the lifestyle that I really want. And what came apparent to me at that point was that the life was only going to be as great as I was willing to create it for myself. And so I had to determine what that was going to look like. And one of the things that came to me is, is, well, the first thing maybe to a great life is to ensure um, that I can get the oxygen mask on myself, meaning can I create income? Can I create passive income? Can I, can I create opportunities of my own will so that way I can be a better service to my family and to the people that have my life, which brings me so much joy? So in buying this business and buying the real estate with it, in a lot of ways, just dropped on into my lap at the moment at which that I had made the decision that it was important to me to take control of my own, of my own finances and take control of creating the life that I really wanted for myself. Um, and it was hard. Oh my gosh, was it hard? There was so much learning that had to be done because I didn't know anything. I was just educated through the school systems. I thought I was a cage fighter before I went to law school, and I was a private tutor. I mean, I was just an academic. Um, so really getting my hands into the muck of learning the, what it was like to run that business is actually, I believe, what really set me up to be able to do what my life's passion is now with Royal Legal Solutions, which is really accelerating people to their own financial freedom so they can show up for the people in their lives and their communities better. And I would have not been able to run a successful company now if I was just an attorney, if I never had the opportunity to really have to figure out how do businesses really work. And that's what that opportunity during law school gave me. Okay. Scott, you mentioned a couple of things I really want to highlight for our listeners over here. And I truly do appreciate uh, your honesty in certain regards over here. So first and foremost is the ideology that you went into law school just to have a certain authority within society. And I truly believe a lot of people do that when they're young. And maybe it's because there's outside pressure from peers or your family members or so on to be like, hey, go get that degree, become that doctor, that lawyer, and so on and so forth. And the fact that you had that 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 vision of like, hey, this is not anything different. If I get this, people are not going to like treat me differently. You had that realization, then you were able to pivot and really find your true purpose, which is serving others to understanding taxation, business laws, and legal strategies. So that's one thing I really wanted to highlight because that was very important. So take your decisions, not in regards to what status it's going to give, but if you're truly happy and the status is going to come. Second thing I wanted to highlight over here is something I always ask, and I'm going to ask it on the latter part of this podcast here, is the difficult parts. Because it's obvious right off the bat with everything you mentioned that you were highly successful, but there's a lot of ups and downs and failures in air quotes that I call them throughout the process. And you said that it was really hard within that process. So talk to me a bit about some of the difficult things that you encountered when you had that realization, then you went into real estate. How long was that difficult moment? Did it take you years to kind of build your portfolio and be financially stable? What was that difficult moment? What were those difficult years? And what were certain things that you were feeling throughout that process? Yeah, so the, there was nothing easy about going to law school full time, working a job with a district attorney, um, and trying to build and run a business with a partner. 
um, that I had that was also in law school doing the same things we were. There wasn't a lot of sleep that happened during that time period, um, as you can imagine. And um, and it, those pieces, I would say, for that business is that it actually never got easy into mm-hmm. it. That the structure of the business itself did not allow it to become easy, right? Um, was one of the major lessons that I learned during those that year and a half or so um, was that the structure and the intention of the end that I'm going for must actually be present in the very beginning. I must plan for the end in mind for what mm. will be, who will I be in that business? What will my lifestyle be? How will I be connected to others? How will it afford me the opportunity to, to be able to have fun and adventure in my life? What will it give me in terms of opportunities to be able to engage in charitable giving um, to other people? And this was a great teacher for me about how a business itself um, can be great in a learning experience when it's difficult to teach us what is truly important to us because the pain itself is really just a reflection of there's something in me that's not being met by this. So the gift that pain gives you is the ability to have awareness of what is the opposite of that pain. And the opposite of that pain is what you really want. Very, very interesting that that you have that uh, approach of like, hey, what's the end of mind? What's the lifestyle I want? And is this going to get me there even before you start? So I love the fact that you're taking that in account. And talk to me a bit about now you're in the real estate game, you're having some properties, and then you went through that year of asking yourself those questions. Talk to me about that process. Talk to me about, about the solutions and answers you found, because what you were kind of going about is what everybody's kind of looking for. How do I create this? Where do I put it under? How do I save taxation? How's the strategy behind that? So talk to me a bit about that period. Yeah. So um, in that period, I was starting to acquire a lot of single family homes. I had a great wholesaling business to be able to help distressed buyers be able to move out of their properties. Um, and I was able to get into properties much cheaper than than other people and a lot of times leave their financing in place. Um, so I was able to scale in my real estate, um, even though I wasn't making a ton of money from my law job. Um, so um, but quickly I ran into issues where now I had a bunch of assets and I, and then I had all of my assets and they were all held inside of my personal name. So mm. they were all on the personal records. So anybody that wanted to sue me or was angry with me, or if I had a tenant that was upset all of a sudden, um, or even like a business partner that has something that was like went wrong in like a contract. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, all of it's going to take is a single lawsuit to completely wipe me out. I have to do something different. I've worked too hard to be able to accumulate this wealth. And so what I learned is that you could use um, structures. You could use LLC structures or series LLC structures um, that you could create the structures anonymously to be able to own all of the assets anonymously and compartmentalize all of the assets. That way, if anybody ever sued me, I wouldn't lose anything. Um, I learned that I could operate my businesses through essentially LLCs that don't own anything. So if my business ever got sued, I could just shut it down and start up a new business the next day. Um, that lawsuits really became like irrelevant in my life and that I could have privacy um, and all additional protection because if anybody looked in to sue me, it wouldn't look like I owned anything. 
So I wouldn't be a good target for a lawsuit. Mm. Um, I was surprised to learn um, from some of my my tax professionals that I was interviewing and talking to in my colleagues at the time is like how easy and how un uneventful it was for tax purposes, because all of the entities are passed through or disregarded entities. They could still do everything they wanted to do in terms of navigating any um, tax sheltering vehicles or deduction pieces they wanted to make and that there was no additional tax returns. Um, that needed to be filed with it. So I really came into this very nice, elegant way of making it where I, I felt really like I was bulletproof to lawsuits. I never had to worry about them again. I didn't have to worry about something in my life that could take me down back to where um, a lower level. And um, and I knew that I could still do all of the great tax sheltering things that I had been exposed to with, you know, using S corporations to avoid self-employment tax and solo 401ks to build my retirement plans and private foundations to save to 30% of my AGI every year. Um, just all the kinds of the cool tools that are available um, uh, just as a business person. And then also use my real estate and the depreciation for my real estate and my real estate professional designation, which you can just elect at IRS, um, to get my effective tax rate down to $0. I was surprised about how efficient and effective it was and how easy it was once you just knew how the puzzle pieces fit together. Honestly, what you just said on the latter part over there, the taxation laws when it comes to owning real estate once you understand, like you said, how understand how the puzzle pieces fit into play, it's kind of like you have this aha moment because you just said you could bring down your taxation to 0% to the debt of accumulated through the year and so on and so forth. And that understanding, like you said, might take a bit of time to get there. But once you do, everything makes sense. So I'm really glad that you're kind of talking about this so openly in regards to how to structure it. And what I understand, Scott, this is essentially what you guys expertise as, what's your firm of helping people. So if somebody comes with a real estate portfolio and they want to get the same structure, you're the ones that could essentially get them from that point A to point B, get those shelf companies up, get those LLC ups and so on and so forth. Is that correct? Assuming that? Yeah. So what we do is is really holistic. Everything from the LLC structuring for the protection through the estate planning to make sure all the assets pass to the heirs anonymously in a protected format um, to your to your wife and children or to your husband, whoever the case may be. Um, you know, in terms of getting the tax rates down as low as possible, and if uh, and if needed, to be able to advise on what assets to buy that would allow you to get your effective tax rate down to zero percent, because investing actually impacts um, the types of assets that you buy. It like impacts your ROI and your return on those investments, but it also impacts um, your effective tax rate. Um, and then also incorporating the right kinds of insurance to make sure that you're never like those people that say, hey, cool, I thought I had insurance in place and I was protected for my insurance, but it turns out that the insurance company just denies coverage on you or, you know, does something else that leaves you um, unprotected. The whole the whole crux of it, though, is having a holistic team that I really built for myself that now I offer on a limited basis mm -hmm. um, to other people. Um, to be that people that are wanting to invest and saying, I want to go after best practices and I want a life that is continuously up and to the right. That's I want right. everything to just always be getting better. How can I ensure that everything will always just keep getting better? So, so I love that you're saying that right now, because previously before I started recording, you had mentioned something, which is the four quadrants correlating to that, always having that life towards a positive uh, approach and going up. Do you mind talking about those four main quadrants that you uh, you have this ideology towards to have that balanced life within your business, personal life and so on? 
Yeah. So you really just need to focus on four major areas. And and they're a little bit like what we talked about today, right? That's what we would say, like our four divisions of our legal solutions. Your first is always going to be around your active income and your passive income. Your active income is what it is, is that you're trading time for money. And your passive income is income that you get like while you're sleeping, right? Mm. So we typically say, hey, why do we like real estate investing? Because it's passive income that comes in from um, either renters that we manage or that other people manage. And that it's really predictable income. This gives us like a peace of mind of knowing like, hey, listen, I know that my worst case scenario in my life is that I can go fall back onto a lifestyle that's based upon how much money I'm making my passive income. My businesses could fail. The economy could tank. Guess what? People are still paying their rental checks to me. And that guarantees me a certain level of safety and a certain level of peace. So our income is actually related to how peaceful we are inside. Mm -hmm. And that's why I talk about it being an oxygen mask that we must put on ourselves first so that way we can be safe. And then from that feeling of safety and security, we're able to go impact the our families' lives, our communities, and the rest of the world. The second thing in that too is we have to make sure the income can't be taken from us from lawsuits. So we really want to focus on insurance and LLCs to have protection. There's a balance between these two things. Your LL, your insurance is always your cheapest first line of defense. We always recommend having an umbrella policy in place of somewhere between three to $5 million. It's very, very affordable to do that. Um, even for the average, even of the person of average net worth or average investor. And then you want LLCs as your um, and trust to hold all of your assets anonymously and make sure that even if the insurance company doesn't cover you, the most you ever lose is a single asset. And hopefully you don't lose anything at all. Then what you want to focus on is how to make sure that that structure is optimized for taxes because your, your tax savings is actually the greatest ROI investment you can make. The government is very expensive for you to pay. So really focusing and spending money to make sure that you're not make, um, not losing money in taxes um, has always been at least a 25 to 35% return, which is better than any asset I can get in that gives me a guaranteed return. So that's why I love tax, tax savings. And the last leg of this is in investing. And this is where we have a community of investors that meet every single week to vet deals together. Because we know that the investing is how do we increase our passive income in the right way. And it also is the way in which we can reduce our tax liability. Because getting into the right investments creates debt and depreciation, which we can then use to offset our income for tax purposes, and thereby even save more money. So our property that you might only get, say, like an 8 to a 10% return on, once you figure in the tax savings might be a 14 to 15% return. So these are exponentially greater impacts onto your total income. My belief is, is that's all you have to do. If you can work with a team that can help you execute and put foundations in place, it takes about six weeks to do that. And then from there, your life is stable and secure. You know exactly what it is you need to be doing. You know exactly the trajectory you're on. And that leaves you with a ability to be in the top 1% of business owners and investors. Because what you've done is said, I now no longer have to worry about all these other areas in my life that could go on. That I know that they're all taken care of and run best practices. So what does that do? It allows you to do something that nobody else has the opportunity to do, which is to focus on the one thing that actually drives your income, which is your business. You eliminate all the distractions and just the increased level of focus that you're able to put into it your business is how you're going to get J curves inside of your business growth like you've never experienced before. And life will just start to feel easier.
because you won't have that many things that nag at you like they do now about things that you know you should be doing that you're not doing. And once those goes away, life feels peaceful, easy. You have more energy, you have more focus, and everything will start to explode uh, for you in the positive direction. Scott, I love the way you just explained those quadrants and you really broke it down in a methodical way. And I'm going to do my best over here to highlight it. So really our listeners and our viewers could really cap this. So first and foremost, understand what is your active income. So the thing that you're training your time for and what is your passive income? So that's the first quadrant. Second quadrant, once we got that fixed, and like you said, you're kind of putting the mask on yourself, like in the airplane first, then you'll be able to help others. Second quadrant is looking at uh, the LLCs, not getting sued and how to structure that to protect you. Third quadrant, which is really important. A lot of successful people say it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. So be aware of how you are utilizing the taxation laws around you and not paying too much if you don't need to with certain benefits, like you said, depreciating assets and so on. And then the fourth is having an investor group around you that supports you, that has the same like-minded individual aspect of growing that and doing that. And then once you set all that, then you have that 1% lifestyle, but that 1% lifestyle, we're not even talking, in my personal opinion, when it comes to, to the finances. We're talking about the aspect that there's no stress about the finances, which then helps you focus on what you need to do on a daily basis with so much more ease. And then there's that energy that flows towards that. So Scott, thank you very much for mentioning that. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, there's a question that comes out quite often. And I truly believe that this is one that I really like uh, uh, finding different opinions on. And the question is very simply, like I had mentioned, it is extremely obvious, God, that you are a well-versed man, a successful individual, but it always hasn't been that way, right? And I truly believe that you understand or we learn more from our failures, but we don't only need to learn from our failures. We can learn from other people's failures. So my question to you right now within your business, what is something that's going a bit more difficult or challenging or even failing at? And how do you go about looking at it and actually trying to fix it? So what's going difficult in your business right now? And what is the strategy that you're trying to plan or work towards to fix that? Yeah, so one of the major challenges that we have um, right now is that so much of my company with Royal Legal Solutions was built purely upon the um, advancements that we made inside of asset protection to be able to create a, like essentially legal technology or harness some legal tools and put them together with the incorporation of anonymous trusts and series LLCs to create infinitely expandable company structures at no additional cost that are passed through, that there you only have to maintain a single entity, you can operate everything through a single bank account and a single set of accounting books. People were very excited about that as an initial thing that I had put together. So the company actually started there. And that's actually been the foundation, has always been the foundation of the company. But now I, we're in a place and I'm in a place where really I'd like to transition the company to the concepts and ideas that we've have here today. So we already have the professionals. We already have the systems and processes. We already have validated clients that we've put through um, the entire system. But one thing I didn't anticipate is that companies require energetic changes, just like as if I was working with an individual, like a child, that I was trying to get a child to learn a different set of behaviors that would come up, right? It's like a soft skill of what's a comfortability that happens over time. So I think that that's one of the, um, if you studied it as terms of like a normal term out there, it would be called like change, uh, change management, 
And I realized that that was not a strong suit of mine is that I had operated for a very long time on the premise of, I have all the information, I've organized it for you, I've taught it to you, now go do it. And that there's actually this other softer skill that has to get developed, which is a sensitivity to to the people, and it's not just the information. So myself, as well as the company, is going through that process of not just saying, hey, it doesn't matter if we're the smartest people. We also need to be the mo most emotionally intelligent yes. people. And that's true for me, as it is for um, everybody that we're doing. So we're in the process of being able to link those two together, and it's it's really fun and really challenging. Okay, I love what you just mentioned over there. And I love the fact that you have that awareness to see that. Uh, and the last thing you mentioned is soft skills, which is understanding your emotional intelligence. So it's not just about giving the information because there's so much information out there. We passed through information age. Now we're in the uh, attention age, but people are getting bombarded with this, but it's how to develop the soft skills so people could utilize that and use the, the, the information that you gave. And in fact, most of the Fortune 500 companies that hire me to uh, speak to their organizations, everything I talk about, I would say 85% of the things I talk about is soft skills, which just things that they're noticing that it's becoming very important. So I love the fact that you were uh, uh, aware of that aspect. Uh, so Scott, my last question over here, this was a great conversation. Once again, truly uh, filled with great information. I'm going to invite everybody to re-listen to it, to pause, to take down notes and so on. But if there's anybody that's interested to find out more, to potentially even work with you, if they're like, you know what, I have some properties, but I want to bring that to that level of really setting up my four quadrants with you. Where's the best place that they could communicate with you and your team? Yeah, so really the best, easiest place is actually just going to royallegalsolutions.com. I mean, on the very homepage there, what you'll end up finding is um, one of our masterclass like videos. You'll find testimonials, uh, video testimonials of other people that we work with. So you can start to meet members of our community um, that are business owners and investors of all different types. Um, and you'll start to see their diagrams of some of the structures that we have. So you can start to, start to get acclimated with some of the sophistication um, that's there. You'll also get a pop-up on there. And, and the pop-up that you're going to get is access to what we call it's our vault. So these are the course materials that we've built and organized for you. Um, I have a total of about 2,000 hours of videos, 800 articles that I've written. 11 ebooks wow. um, and what we've done inside of that course is out organize it and give um, give it all the way for free the premise of us of my company and everything that I do in my life is to give away all of the information for free um, that we only um, need to charge money to people if we're actually building it for them so I'd encourage everybody to come to royallegalsolutions.com um, and to be able to get access um, to those materials. And if you feel like it's a good fit and that um, that a further connection would be helpful for you, um, I, I think that you'll really benefit from scheduling um, a call um, with one of the staff um, and just being able to learn a little bit more about you. We could probably make some specific content recommendations for things um, that we've seen from the other 2000 clients that we've helped of people that are like you with similar objectives and what information has been most powerful for them um, to taking those next steps. Because really what we found is that the people that are most successful are the ones that take action, mm -hmm. that the things that we've been bothered by in our minds that we know that we should be doing are all of the decisions that we've made to not take action. And the discomfort that we feel is all predicated on the fact of not taking action. So by coming to royallegalsolutions.com, getting access to the vault and scheduling meeting, it's my hope that that will be an affirmative step for you of at least taking the first step 
into taking action and that'll give you some additional peace and clarity for you. Man, Scott, I love that. Everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. So I highly recommend if you guys are interested to go check out all of his free content. And one last thing I just want to validate, uh, do you only serve people in the United States, uh, Canada as well, uh, other parts of the world? Where's your expertise just for our listeners to be very much aware? Yeah, so we work with everybody all over the United States and anybody from outside of the United States that's looking to do business or buy real estate or other assets inside of the United States. Perfect. Okay, so you do work with outside investors, but that are all uh, uh, buying properties in the United States. Beautiful. Yep, that's right. Beautiful. So Scott, once again, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for all this golden nuggets that you just dropped to our uh, listeners and our viewers over here. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didia. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.